0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Happy holiday season and welcome back to the WOMED. This week, I'm speaking with the CEO of Modern Fertility, Afton Vetri. Afton is most recently featured in Forbes 30 Under 30, and Fortune's 40 under 40. She's making huge strides in making fertility testing and knowledge available to all. I'm so excited for this episode as I am currently very interested in my future fertility as a single female who is very picky about who she dates now, but is also very quickly approaching the advanced maternal age window. Honestly, that's just such a rude term, but I digress. Anyways, hope you love this episode and that NDE is coming up. Okay, so it's the holiday season, in a pandemic, vaccines are on the horizon, but the world has taken a massive hit. I just wanted to take a second to throw out there that when shopping for gifts this season, let's try and focus on your local or family-run small businesses for places to shop and order from. Be intentional. This isn't an ad. I just want to see these smaller businesses thrive more than Amazon this season. To all the frontline workers who haven't had a break all year, thank you for everything. Thank you for enduring. I hope you're finding ways to care for yourselves during this time, whether that's virtual therapy or bubble baths or both. I highly recommend both to deal with the trauma and stress. I want to hear about your moments that make you feel empowered and share them if you feel comfortable. So please make sure to share them with me on the Wellmed Instagram. Okay. Interview time. Afton, welcome to the
1: WOMED. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I honestly can't believe that I get to speak with you today. So thank you so much for making the time. Yeah,
1: of course. You know, as I said before, I'm I'm just such a fan of these talks and, and how you're, you're spending your time. So I, I could literally talk about fertility and fertility hormones and just all of the things 24 seven. So this is, this is such a treat.
0: Well, this actually aligns so well with me personally right now, because I'm planning on freezing my eggs and I'm doing that in January. And so I had to do all of this testing, but it was like, I mean, it's expensive. Like the process of freezing your eggs alone is really expensive. So for those of you who aren't aware, Afton is the CEO of Modern Fertility, and I just I'm so curious to pick your brain on this and how this sort of like brainchild came about for you.
1: Yeah, so it's it, it's crazy. I mean, when we were starting the company and talking to investors, we we're like,
0: "What you're starting."
1: a fertility company for people that aren't trying to conceive? And then you're calling it <laughs> wellness? Like, what? Wh- what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I I think just, you know, how the our culture and world has progressed in even the past three years is just incredible. But but yeah, so we uh, basically started with our, our flagship product. We took the same exact laboratory tests that women would typically do in an infertility clinic if they were having trouble getting pregnant. And we took those exact same blood tests out of the clinic and made them accessible to women earlier in life at a fraction of the cost in a really easy to access format. So those exact same test that you did probably as a part of your, your consult to Mm -hmm. inform you about egg freezing. We do those, um, in a simple kit that you can take from home. Um, so you come to our website, you request a test, uh, you get everything that you need in this, this cute little package. I'm holding it up right now, but I'm realizing this is a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And then you mail it out to our, our CLIA and CAP accredited lab. Uh, and then you get access to the modern fertility experience, which is kind of like your, your baseline fertility hormones. It's, kind of reintroducing you to your fertility and helping you understand what all of these hormones are, how age and fertility play a role, how other factors in fertility all play a role. And it really just helps to inform and enable you to have that better conversation with your doctor. And then on top of that digital experience, we have a weekly webinar that we call an Aginar. If you like podcasts. Oh, I'd love that. (laughs) Instead of, of reading. And then every single kit comes with a one-on-one consult with a fertility nurse. If you have additional questions, um, as well as a community, we have over 10,000 women that are logging in and, and just talking about what fertility means to, to them and all of these amazing kind of sub-communities and channels um, for all of the, the different family planning goals, whatever they might be.
0: Wow. I wasn't, I don't think I expected all of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so phenomenal. Modern fertility just feels like such an emerging pivotal part in the healthcare system. Like you're, you're bridging this, this major gap of making these lab tests more accessible and more affordable, specifically in specifically around female reproductivity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I, you know, was going and starting the company and, or, well, didn't know I was going to start the company at that point, but, you know, wanted to learn more about my fertility. I went to my OBGYN and I said, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about having kids. I would like these tests done earlier in my career. Um, I had exposure to the fertility space through a job and, and finance. And so I got the opportunity to to learn about what these tests were and the, the benefit that they could, could have. And my OBGYN said, no, you're not actively trying and failing to have a kid yet. So I'm not gonna prescribe these tests for you. And, and that's really how fertility works in the United States today. Uh, mm. You basically have the, the stats range, it's either one in six or one in eight couples will have infertility. So they they won't be able to, to conceive any year of trying. And basically the way that the system works today is that. Okay, you have those, you know, six couples, they all try for a year. One out of six isn't it's just not going to work. And then and only then do some of them, you know, start to dive in um and get more resources, many of which are not covered to start to explore and understand what's going on. And so I think the idea, you know, as women are and people with ovaries are waiting until later in life to start their families, we need more tools earlier to just make the and own the decisions that that we want to make in regards to what our our future family and reproductive health might look like. And so I, I think that there is a massive uh, societal shift that's happening right now. And unfortunately, in that 15 minute well visit with your OBGYN, there's just, there's not a lot of time to dig into what your your timeline looks like. And then our, our whole education system is focused on uh, preventing pregnancy as opposed to planning for it. So really, yeah, we started as a fertility education company with the goal of of filling that gap and in starting this conversation uh, a bit earlier.
0: That's so needed because it's like, here I am, I'm 35 and I, you always hear about freezing your eggs and like stuff like that is, it used to be kind of like a joke or like a far off topic, you know, like you're in your early twenties and you're you're not even thinking about that. And then (laughs) you're my age and you find out that your mom went through menopause at 37 and you're like, oh shit, that's, okay, two years and I have to, you know, find someone I want to reproduce with <laughs> and <laughs> hopefully be able to conceive. So you're right. Like everything is just so focused on preventative when we could talk for hours on the educational system. <laughs>
1: but- I think you're you're right. And, and I think a lot of this, you know, buzzy topic has been, about, you know, egg raising, egg freezing. And mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of questions about reproductive health and fertility that we skim over. I, I think that egg freezing is an amazing procedure, but the reality is it is inaccessible for the majority of, of, of people. It, it's really expensive and it's really invasive. And I think it, it does alter the, the odds. And I think it's amazing, amazing, amazing that it is a It exists and can be an option for some women. But Mm -hmm. I think that there is is so much that we need to to do uh, in advance of that in terms of destigmatizing fertility and and thinking about it just as a part of our wellness and a part of our overall health. And I think um, we have a great blog post about menopause onset and premature um, ovarian insufficiency, POI. It's basically characterized as an, an undetectable uh, amount of, of, uh, eggs in your, your ovaries and, uh, can lead to premature menopause and a lot of other factors. It affects one in a hundred women. And what was crazy to me in starting modern fertility is that I had just never heard of this before. And when you look at the prevalence of, you know, BRCA and breast cancer, um, I, I had just heard about that before. And I think, you know, around POI around, you know, understanding your mother's age of menopause onset, understanding that, you know, for uh, American women, the average age of menopause onset is 51 years old. The transition to menopause can occur up to 10 years before that. So when you think of somebody at 40 today, they can definitely, uh, some women will be able to get pregnant, but for other women, you know, it's 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 not everyone. And just understanding how age plays a role in conception, I, I just think we, we owe it to ourselves to have that be a destigmatized topic and a part mm-hmm. of conversations and not altered by you know, the celebrity photos that we see on magazines where we don't know if there were donor eggs or um, surrogates surrogates are are things used as a, a part of it. and so uh, I really you know started the company with the the goal of just getting to clinically neutral reliable facts. and so you know one example is if you go to modernfertility.com slash timeline, uh, you can write in your current age, the age that you want to have your first or next kid. And we just synthesize all of the peer-reviewed publications and just help you understand how natural fertility rates and age um, tie together for free. It's the, we 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 just want to help start this conversation earlier, destigmatize fertility and enable more people with ovaries to have a toolkit to just have have these conversations with themselves with their partners and with their their girlfriends
0: yeah yeah that's incredible that you offer so much I just I commend you so much on dreaming up this company and and making it a reality because they're like like I said earlier we just there's just not enough talk about it you there's so many avenues to not only like have a child, but just focus on your own health, your own reproductive health.
1: Thanks. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that I really don't I, I think that, you know, that this company in itself making this type of of just early check-in, conversation and testing mm-hmm. accessible. I don't think it's the most novel idea. I think that a lot of things have to happen to make a company you know able to exist. And I think that mm-hmm. when you take a step back and just kind of look at where we are culturally, there's kind of three main factors that I think are driving this this, you know, broader change. One <laughs> is just age, you know, the average age yeah. of first birth in major metropolitan cities is 31 years old. And that's an average, which means um, that, that changes a bit city by city. Um, mm-hmm. And that that's really just, you know, middle of the, the road, the, the median 50%. Uh, so women, millennials are waiting longer than any other generation in the history of the U.S. to start their families. Uh, you have, you know, 20% of, of those millennials that identify as LGBTQ where the traditional definitions of infertility just don't apply anymore. And we we need more of that information upfront. And then I think, you know, also culturally, we are just demanding more information about all other areas of our lives. So you know, it is very normal to pick up uh, a clean beauty product and understand every single ingredient and the origin of that ingredient. Uh, it is very normal to just expect that we will have financial calculators that help us plan for, you know, that home that we might buy someday. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when we start to to realize that that most of, of fertility is just this, this black box, this wait and see mentality just doesn't cut it anymore. And so I think really the impetus to to start modern fertility was seeing that there was the demand women were raising their hands and saying, yeah, the status quo, isn't good enough. Like let's get together and make it better. And so that our, our first step was, was, you know, launching the modern fertility hormone tests, enabling women to check in every year and understanding their fertility hormones over time. And then earlier this year, uh, we just listened to our, our community, uh, we listened to our, our customers and they had a lot of questions about other types of hormones mainly LH and HCG. So mm-hmm. you know, what ovulation tests, am I ovulating? Um, do I release an egg every month? And we had women asking us that that were uh, actively trying to conceive, but also mm-hmm. women that had just been on birth control their whole lives and had no idea if they were ovulating. And so yeah. we launched an ovulation tests with a free corresponding app that helps you understand um your your lH surges, and if you're ovulating or not, and you know fertility one one you you need an egg uh, to confirm yep. to, to, to be able to conceive. and then we also um heard a lot of questions around you know which, pregnancy test should I buy? And all of these babies on boxes are really triggering. Um, I just don't know what to do. Um, And so we brought to market just an an easy, low cost, early detection pregnancy test. And um, now both of those uh, a few months ago went live in 1500 Walmart stores all across the US. So now when you grab one of these on the aisle, you get these amazing clinically sound products, but also access to all of the free education that Modern Fertility provides, which we just hope uh, means it, it gets in the hands of of more and more people with ovaries.
0: Oh my God, I want to live in your brain. This is so...
1: <laughs> oh gosh, well, I can't take full credit for all of this. I think, you know, really with, with building anything, it's it's the, the team. And I think that there are a lot of amazing individuals behind Modern Fertility that just believe this... Uh, fertility information um, should just be a part of that normal conversation, and so it is a, a passionate group of, of individuals <laughs> that just out there trying to uh, do the the very hard work behind the the scenes. But um, no, you know, I think to me it it doesn't feel like a, a job. It, it feels like so cool that you get to just wake up every day and uh, build out these these solutions. Um, so it's 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 a ton of fun.
0: Well, you're an integral part to the healthcare team. Do you have a background in healthcare? Yeah, so
1: I I have uh, so much respect for people that uh, like you that uh, <laughs> uh, we're we're working, you know, in healthcare facilities. Mm-hmm. I've kind of always been on the edges of, of healthcare. So I studied okay. neuroscience and business and in undergrad uh, I went on to work at a healthcare private equity fund. Uh, so again, focused on investing in healthcare companies, but I was, was never on the front lines. And so I was always just kind of, you know, one step away and I would characterize it more as kind of the the intersection between science Mm -hmm. and business. Uh, so, so after private equity, which was actually my, my first exposure to the, the infertility space, I I was leading the diligence, uh, for a roll-up of IVF clinics and labs. And so kind of from a a macro perspective today, a lot of these infertility clinics are kind of um, teaming up and and bundling up across the US. And so I was working on kind of the the business side of that. And it was through that experience. I learned the, the business of infertility. I learned the, the science of infertility that prompted me to ask those, those other questions, my OBGYN. Uh, but it was really talking to these women in waiting rooms, um, mm-hmm. you know, in New York city and them telling me, you know, no one ever told me that fertility declined with age or no one ever told me that IVF wouldn't work for every single person. And this wasn't just a guarantee. And I think, you know, when I was having those conversations, that was my first job out of school. I was, I was 22 at the time. And I kind of felt like I had this this secret window to fertility conversations that I wouldn't be having with my girlfriends for for many years, and I, I think it always it, it just stuck with me in a really special way. And so I ended up you know leaving private equity, working at a variety of personalized medicine healthcare companies out in in San Francisco. Um, most recently, uh, before starting Modern Fertility, twenty three and Me, uh, I was a product manager there working uh, on consumer tools, so like anything you could do with your genetic information. Mm-hmm. And, and that, and while I was at 23 and me, I realized that I was waiting until later in life to start my own family. And that's kind of where my, my personal journey, which, uh, kind of tied into to modern fertility all started.
0: Wow. What's up, Noomers? If you've been listening to the pod for a while now, you know that I love Noom. I love Noom because they focus on feeling better about yourself and in your body, rather than focusing on some magic number to hit on a scale. Noom adjusts to your lifestyle and helps you figure out why you make the food choices that you do, right down to teaching about those pesky cortisol hormones. The app and program are so user-friendly and it adjusts to your lifestyle. Noom features everything from a step and workout tracker to the largest food bank, easy to read articles, and delicious recipes. It really helps me to visualize portion sizes and calorie density. No food is good, bad, or off-limits either. There's no shaming. It's not about depriving yourself, but rather finding what works with your lifestyle and can be used with any popular diets if you want. Again, there is no shaming. If you get off track, there's just tips to help you get back on track tomorrow. You can even chat with your live goal specialist and Noom community and give and get help that way. You don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make really big progress. Sign up for your trial at Noom, that's N-O-O-M dot com slash WOMED. What do you have to lose? Visit noom.com slash WOMED. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash WOMED. Okay, so I want to talk about these in-home hormone tests because in my brain I'm like well people can't draw their own blood at home I mean unless you're I mean some people can but I I know I couldn't well no I've got pretty good veins I'm really good at (laughs) IVs I can probably draw my own but but for like the average non-medical like lay person how are they doing these tests at home yeah so that
1: was you know the big conundrum I think If you're not on hormonal contraceptive, you have to do these tests on day three of your menstrual cycle to get accurate reads. And mm-hmm. actually, when I was going through this process, um, I realized that my irregular periods were not just stress and that I actually had uh, PCOS, polysophistic ovarian syndrome, which affects one in 10 women. And, you know, when I continued to to realize, even for me, you know, working at a tech company at the time, it was hard to time, you know, when is day three and how can I get time off and go to a lab? Yeah. Uh, but when I started learning more about just, you know, access to healthcare and testing deserts across the country, I just realized how hard it is uh, for for most people to get time off to, to go get blood work done. And so I think a huge part of, you know, starting for modern fertility, which is, which is saying like, we have to make this, this easier. And so what we did Uh, is we took minimally invasive testing technology, a a technology that has been around for for many decades. You know, when you think of of diabetes and just doing these, you know, simple finger pricks, it's like, Mm -hmm. that is how, you know, continuous glucose monitoring is is done today. And, you know, how do we take these technologies that have been around for so long and apply them to women's health? And so we ran uh, a concordant study showing that the results of the simple finger prick that you could do on yourself with a a simple use, um, easy lancet, are interchangeable with that traditional blood draw uh, that you would do in a clinic, and we published no the of that clinical study uh, in the American Academy for Obstetrics and Gynecology ACOGS screen journal. Uh, we presented at the American Society for Reproductive Medicine uh, for a prize paper presentation on their their main stage, uh, and really just started the kind of company like deeply, deeply rooted in in science. Uh, we built wow. out a medical advisory board with amazing, amazing reproductive endocrinologists, reproductive psychologists. Uh, just really uh, in, investing and in, in trying to partner with the clinical community to make this happen. Um, so, so yeah, if you uh, send us an email to hi at modernfertility.com, we'll send you a copy of our our concordance study. Uh, but it's out there; it's published um, in a peer reviewed medical journal for everyone to see to to show that yeah, we we can you know make a difference. And I think you know I I, I really. Think that you know the majority. When when people look at uh, women's health, when people look at fertility, I I think historically they just didn't see a lot of opportunity. There are only 500 infertility clinics in the U.S., and there are only 2,000 reproductive endocrinologists. So when you look at the numbers of people getting these testing tests done in a clinic, it's just it's not super high relative to you know these other you know routine tests that the whole population is is doing you know every doctor visit and so i think for us it was really looking at this differently and saying hey we could we could make this testing accessible for half the population and how can we do that and then take all of the savings the economy of the economies of of scale that we would get and pass those on to
0: our our consumers i i'm i'm blown away i mean i believe you but that like you can get all that from a finger prick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's I think so it's, uh, amazing. We, we test up to eight hormones. Um, and we customize that panel based on the type of hormonal birth control, if any, that uh you're you're taking. Mm-hmm. Uh so it's uh yeah, I think, you know, science is is great. But I I think one thing that we're still committed to from a, a science and research basis is that, you know, we started with just these these hormones, and those are the, the same hormones that you would test for in the clinic. Um, we provide all of this education that is summarized from the existing peer-reviewed literature that exists, but we're also committed to doing more research. Uh, so we have a, a team, and we partner with our medical team advisory board and other external experts. And our, our goal is to actually build out better predictors of future fertility. So how can we help you understand more about your fertility you know, proactively? Um, and so uh, our customers have the ability to consent to have their anonymized data used in peer reviewed research. And so when you buy a modern fertility hormone test and, and take that test, you're getting a ton of information about yourself, but you're also helping uh, future generations of women having even more information up front to own the decisions impacting their bodies and the futures, whatever they might be.
0: That's incredible. That's, that's really, really amazing to see where, you know, science and science is heading in the direction with regards to fertility. When you, when you're doing this, the, the finger prick, does it matter where you are in your period or you can do, or like what birth control you're on? You can literally do it whenever.
1: Yeah. So this, you know, when I was getting this tests done, I was, you know, trying to call my clinic and like get them on the phone. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh. I had light bleeding the first day and what does day three mean and and all of these questions. And so what we did as a company is we have an easy uh, automated tool where you, we will tell you exactly when to test. And so as part of coming to our our site and ordering, uh, you have all of these tools that help you pinpoint exactly when to test. And then we have an amazing, amazing customer experience team that is just on call, um, you know, around the clock to to get back to you and answer questions. Uh, But To answer your question specifically, if you, uh, basically if you ovulate and we'll help you figure that out based on the type of birth control, if any, that you're taking, you're going to want to test on day three of your period. And then if you're um, on hormonal birth control or you're not ovulating where you can test any day, and we will just customize the tests that we do based on if you're ovulating or not. Basically, we don't want to give you false positives. So if you're not Mm -hmm. ovulating, we're not going to measure the hormones uh, that are tied to ovulation because the results that you get just won't be valid.
0: Wow. Very cool. Very, very cool. I had kind of like the similar experience when I was I had to go into a clinic and have my lab drawn on like the first day of of heavy flow for Mm -hmm. me. And I was like, okay, well, that tends to be like... Like day one, but again, like my body's really kind of different and stuff from that too, where like I'll spot for a little bit and then it's like, boom. But like just trying to manage that time, you know, like we're busy women, we have a lot going on and making time to drive out to a clinic to get that (laughs) blood drawn Mm -hmm. at that same or at that exact time window that they need. It's you've just really streamlined and made this process so much easier.
1: Thanks. Well, you know, I think especially in in COVID times, I think, you know, there, there's just when we think about essential activities, we we want fertility to be essential, but also mm-hmm. like, you know, the holidays are coming up. It's, I think we've seen this, you know, big shift and fertility, you know, how can we do even more to destigmatize it? And so it's actually really cool to see now as we get into the holiday season. Just you know, more and more women buying this as a gift for themselves, a gift for their girlfriend, and saying like, mm. "Hey, this is this is this is cool." The majority of our customers are actually one to three years away from actively trying to conceive, and of course, we have customers that are actively trying and want more information just about their their bodies as a, a part of that process. <laughs> but I think this this major trend of of people with ovaries just wanting to more information upfront has really been accelerated. Uh, even more by, by COVID and just looking at this as a a fun activity that you can can (laughs) do at at home, Uh, wake up and uh, do some jumping jacks, prick, prick your finger um, and, and start your day. Um, I now pee on ovulation tests every morning. I'm not actively trying to conceive, but I just, I love the insight. Um, We have this super cool. You can go into the app store now and download our app. It's, it's, just under modern fertility. And I just scan my ovulation test every morning as a part of my routine. And I I love it. I I love the ability to just have that additional layer of, of insight into my body of, of all types of hormones, because they are, are so, so powerful. And they're, they're really like our, our fertility detectives and they can, can help to jumpstart this, this broader conversation.
0: Well, that sounds like it would just be beneficial for menstruating people if they are trying to not use a hormonal birth control, but do like a more natural birth control approach where they're, you know, actively monitoring to see like, okay, am I ovulating today? No. Okay. Don't have to, you know, use a condom or whatever. Well, I'll always use a condom, but any sort of like, if you're not in a committed, like safe... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I totally know what you're yeah. saying. So yeah. so yeah,
1: we get a lot of questions and I think there's a big trend right now in terms of women saying, wow, like I wonder what my body is like when it's not taking hormonal birth control. And I, I want to get more with all of that. I think it's important to know, and I have to say this for legal reasons, um, we have not been approved and have not gone through the additional kind of approval process uh, with the FDA to um, use our ovulation test to prevent pregnancy. And so okay. this should be kind of an an addition to your routine and just understanding more of that flow. But I think like at a a fundamental level, like just under, like for me, um, I'm not on hormonal birth control. I'm not trying to conceive. I I still use uh, protection, but I just love being able to understand uh, am I ovulating or am I not? And with PCOS, there's Mm -hmm. actually some months that go by where I am an ovulatory. And I think, you know, in, in learning more about PCOS and my reproductive health, it's it was really important for me to understand that if i have you know multiple anovulatory cycles uh that actually puts that that means i have a lot of unbound estrogen in my my uterus which puts me at risk for endometrial cancer and that was a really important conversation that i i had with my doctor and i think wow. you know there's a lot of women that are are going um, off of birth control, either to try to get pregnant or because mm-hmm. they just, you know, don't want to be on, on birth control anymore. And they don't understand the, these nuances and importance of understanding your, your menstrual cycle as another indicator of, of health and having that conversation with your doctor. And so, you know, I, I think that really, you know, putting this information in the hands of our customers and uh, people with ovaries to, to have that empowered conversation with their doctor, uh, is what it's, what it's all about. And we just, we need a, a few more tools a few more resources and a, a few more conversations to 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 put all of that in in perspective
0: uh well i'm sold i'm going to download the app as soon as okay. <laughs> as soon as we we finish up this podcast and probably order some of the um ovulation strips just cuz i am i've always been so curious and i personally i've always had this fear and i think it it stems from Wanting so badly to be able to conceive and just like know that I'll be a mother someday, that I have this fear that I won't be able to. And for me, like that just, I mean, doing this fertility testing really calmed me down, made me feel really good. My numbers were all great. But just again, like you said, taking that extra step and knowing what your body's doing, learning more about your. Actual ovulation, so yeah, I'm gonna need some of those <laughs> strips no. because I just want to learn. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think
1: you bring up a great point. It's so interesting. I mean, we just get the the opportunity to talk to to you know thousands and thousands of of women that are are grappling with the same things, and it's it's mm-hmm. so interesting hearing you know folks that you know for for no visible reasons just think it's not going to work for me, and other folks that think mm-hmm. no visible reasons that oh it's going to be great, um, and I'm gonna have no <laughs> issues at all, and. I just, uh, I think the the psychology behind all of this is just, it, it's so, so interesting. But I, I think it's important to, you know, for everyone to keep in mind that the reality of where science is today is that there is no predictor uh, that exists of, of your ability to have a baby besides actually having a baby, bringing it to term and giving birth. Like that mm-hmm. is the, the only predictor that that is 100% accurate today. I think that there are things that you can do to get closer. Uh, there are things that you can do to have more information, but they're all pieces of the the puzzle. And so I think, you know, one of the things that we say, you know, loud and clear on the science page of our website and loud and clear within our product is that, you know, there is, we wish that there was a total predictor of, of fertility uh, and we're actually working on, on better tools and and diagnostics in, in that regard, but just, you know, it's, it's on us to understand, you know, all of these things that you can do to take action and learn more today, but to be really honest, you know, as a company with our, our customers about, you know, what all of these tests can and and can't do. And. That's been something, you know. We we've partnered with, you know, our medical advisory board and, and medical community with since day
0: one to to make sure we we put out there. So, you just kind of touched on your your medical advisory board. Like, who who's all on that? Like, who all do you have represented
1: yes. on your board? So we have a really fun group of of folks, and are are, are always expanding. So it's a group of reproductive endocrinologists, reproductive psychologists, PhDs focused on uh, different um, research and um, change mechanisms, uh, OBGYNs. Uh, Our our chairwoman uh, is Nataki Douglas, um, who was a um, infertility physician at Columbia for 15 years and now runs a basic research lab at Rutgers University and her research interests are, are one of her key research interests is, uh, anti-malarian hormone, one of the, the key, uh, fertility hormones and, uh, how it, it changes over time. And I think, yeah, one of the, the cool things about, you know, working in this space is, is getting to work alongside, uh, amazing, uh, clinicians that, that really, you know, want, <laughs> Clinicians that that don't want to see infertility patients in their office, <laughs> and mm-hmm. they, they realize that you know by by working with companies, by working on certain research initiatives, we can can change the game on a, a bigger level. And so it's been been really encouraging to just you know get the opportunity to talk with folks that that see a, a future that just involves uh, you know different different people in their their offices for for different reasons.
0: I'm just I'm so grateful that we've been able to have this conversation there's just so it's just so wild to me that more education isn't done on this but I guess what what are like the biggest steps you feel like you're taking to try and destigmatize talking about fertility what types of things are you trying to you know offer more to as like resources
1: that is a, a great question. And, you know, I think it, it's kind of cool when we, you know, we will come and advertise our product. But what we're, what we try to do is every time we act, advertise our, our product is we try to have some education behind that. And we're bringing you into an experience with the goal of of education with other products that you have the option to to buy on the, the edges of that that can give you even more education. And I, I think that that um it's just, it's an exciting way to, you know, be a, a, a company. Um, but, but yeah, you know, I would say, uh, for us you know getting and be, being made available in Walmart the largest retailer in the US and being in 1500 stores and you know today after this episode you can go you know to the Walmart grab this product off the shelf and we we understand that pregnancy and ovulation sometimes you you need those tests tomorrow and and just having that as a, a point a touch point of accessibility and education and meeting her where she is I, I just think is, is a huge win and I'm, I'm really excited about that. Uh, I think in terms of just education at large and just consistently, we have a, a whole amazing editorial team that's focused on clinically reviewed uh, amazing content where we get questions from our community and customers, and if we don't have the answer, we'll literally deploy a task force to go and, and figure out where is the science, write an amazing article, and then you know launch that back to our our community. And then I think you know the third area is just our, our community. Our, our community is available by request to to non-customers as well. And so if you, if any. Mm-hmm. know person with ovaries is just interested and and being a part of this dialogue they can just shoot us an email uh hi at modern com, and and join that conversation and so you know how do we just meet her where she is and and give her more touch points to to have a dialogue
0: that's just so great that it's uh, available I mean you have a night and you're just like "Mm, I either need to go get some plan b or (laughs) I need to go you know Get like a pregnancy test and just knowing that, like, yours well, like the earlier pregnancy test being able to know sooner, um, is just it's an it's invaluable, you know, like that that stress alone.
1: I think on the pregnancy test, there's basically there's pregnancy tests that you can do early, so like five to six days before your first miss period, and then there's Mm -hmm. like the kind of later pregnancy test that you can do on your first miss day. I'd say on their pregnancy test, the reality is that you know, there, there's not that much new science that exists on the pregnancy test side. We mm-hmm. are an early test that you can do five to six days before your first missed period. But I would say the the biggest difference that we made is we really invested in the digital experience that went alongside it. Um, yeah, because those are so, could, Sister, so stick, hard to you read. You one or two lines. Yeah. You, so you just still like that is, is very straightforward. I love our design. I have one on my desk right now. It's just like the cutest little test, but then in our app, we'll tell you the day that you should test and what the percent accuracy is, uh, we'll help you do that, you know, alongside your, your cycle. And then, you know, in our app in our monofertility experience, you then have access to all of the education and, and tools and resources around it. So it's, it's basically, you know, how can we, education alongside testing uh, for all of your hormones is really what it's what's what it's all about.
0: I've seen a bunch of well, a couple a couple of people, you know, from Bachelor Nation and stuff that I follow, who or like other influencers who have posted about your tests. And I'm curious how like the feedback is from that. Because again, that goes along with, you know, attempting to destigmatize it and trying to have more conversations with it. But, you know, I, I remember thinking like my initial fear, you know, this is, I, th- I think it was a couple of years ago after I gotten off the show and, you know, had seen some of like the posting and stuff about these like fertility tests. I was like, well, I have to be like actively trying or I have to be in a relationship or people are going to think I'm like, oh my God, why is she talking about this? <laughs> you know, like those were like my initial fears, but now yeah. it's just like, you just have to step outside of that and just post for the common good you know yes
1: that is what it's all about I literally just got chills when you you said that and I think like that's the the drumbeat that we are on it's really you know we shouldn't when you talk about fertility fertility and pregnancy fertility and having kids those are different things Mm -hmm. understanding your reproductive health and understanding your body whether you want kids or not, like that is something that we should just be able and feel comfortable talking about out in the open. And I am so grateful. I think to, to Bachelor Nation and to, to every person <laughs> that has taken the time to be like, yes, like this, this is this is the right thing to be talking about. This is it's just beneficial for women to know about that. Like this is an option. <laughs> like this is this is our our bodies. And and for some of us, you know, kids it's a, a big part of our future and to just have that be a part of our, our lives and, and just kind of still operate in this wait and see mentality. Like understanding your fertility is not just about trying to conceive right now. It's about right. your re- reproductive health and it's about, you know, taking back and, and owning that conversation. And I'm just, I'm so grateful for folks that have platforms that are are, are willing to have that conversation in a big way. It just like, uh, it, it gives me chills and like thankfulness and and just all the feels literally every time
0: we just have to keep changing the dialogue around it because I know that there's a lot of you know fear you know I've I've always kids have always been on my radar like it's always something that I want like I've known for a long time like I want to get married I want to have kids you know whichever route that you want to take in getting that point that's fine no judgment like that's just my personal you know I want to find a partner have kids but there's such a a stigma still I feel like around talking about that about scaring away a potential partner just because that's something that you want and like that's something that you want to well that you want for your future that you want kids in your future but like learning about your fertility like that that shouldn't be a scary thing that shouldn't be something that's Oh God, no, she wants kids like, uh, freak out. I'm going away. You know, it's just l- learning.
1: Yeah, totally. I think we have to normalize the conversation and we have to think about this, that like every other part of our health, like if we go in and get a cholesterol test. That's not stigmatized. That's not something no. that, you know, we're scared to talk about, you know, why is understanding your fertility hormones? Like, why should that be any different? And it shouldn't be. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, we live in a society that has, you know, stigmatized fertility um, and in trying to conceive in this process and create a stigmatization in ways that are are wrong. They, they should not exist. And I think, you know, for, for me and for modern fertility, like anytime I hear someone talking and having a conversation about fertility, you know, at brunch or anywhere, it is just, it is such a win for women because we just, we have to be having these conversations just as a, mm-hmm. a part of, of normal, you know, everyday life, wellness and, and health. And I think that, you know, re- reproductive health in my mind, is one of the the last frontiers of, of true equality for for women, and mm-hmm. like the steps that we take every day. You know, the fact that that we're having this conversation right now, I just think is is such a win. Uh, going on and you know, talking to to five friends uh, about fertility uh, and and fertility hormones and just everything. It is just we we owe that to to each other and ourselves to to have that open dialogue.
0: Yes. What are the specific hormones that that Modern Fertility tests for?
1: Yeah. So we, again, customize the test based on the type of hormonal birth control, if any, that our, our customer is taking. And so we will look at, uh, for everyone, anti-malarian hormone, AMH. That's kind of like your, your flagship uh, fertility mm-hmm. hormone. It's uh, released by the follicles that surround uh, the cells in your, your ovary. And basically every follicle, for the most part, contains an egg. And so what's really cool about AMH is that by measuring the amount of AMH you have in your blood, it's kind of, it, it's like a proxy of how many eggs you have in your ovaries. And that number is really helpful in terms of uh, looking at your success in IVF or egg freezing. So kind of the the part that doesn't get talked a lot about for egg freezing or IVF is how many cycles, how many times you'll have to go through the procedure to achieve your family planning goals and understanding kind of the, the eggs that you're working with on, on day one is really helpful in working with your doctor to kind of get that, that counseling. So success in acres raising your IVF, uh, menopause onset. So again, looking at you, if you are at risk for a slightly earlier or slightly later menopause, you can get more information there. And then this third bucket is kind of like red flag. So, uh, for example, uh, or I think the note, you know, We, you can't make any diagnosis with just fertility hormones alone. But if you kind of have, you know, really high or really low um, AMH levels, you can start to learn more with your doctor about conditions like PCOS, POI, uh, so for me, I have PCOS, my AMH, uh, is really high. <laughs> and so th- those types of conversations are, are super helpful. We also test for thyroid and free thyroxine as a kind of reflex test on thyroid for, for everyone. And then the hormones that we, we customize are follicle stimulating hormone, FSH, luteinizing hormone, LH, uh, prolactin, uh, testosterone and Oh, estradiol. That's it. So yeah. super important. <laughs> You have to test estradiol with FSH um, because a high estradiol can actually mask an otherwise high FSH result. So it's really important that you test the two of those together to just get kind of an, an accurate read.
0: You are just such a wealth of knowledge. What do you hope the future holds for modern fertility? Yeah, you know, I,
1: I really feel like we're, we're just getting started. I, I think, you know, we've seen just amazing momentum um, with, you know, more women know, wanting to, to take charge, take control and just think about their, their fertility hormones, um, and, and fertility, you know, proactively instead of reactively. And I think for, for us, you know, we see a world where every woman can access their fertility hormone testing routinely, similar to, you know, how, how you would think about a a pap smear, how we, this is just a, a routine part of, of health and care. And I think that you know the conversations that we have, the destigmatization around fertility will just enable this to, to happen, and so that is that is the world that I want to see. We have a ton of uh, new products and uh, new tools in the the works for the the future, and so our our goal is really to support. People with ovaries uh, around, you know, their their broader, you know, pre journeys and in, in navigating this this process. And so, if you feel a, a little bit more supported in that process, it's just a, a massive win for us.
0: I love it. I love it. I'm excited to to see where modern fertility grows. I'm excited about these new products. I think it's just, <laughs> I keep thinking back to like when I was getting the the. My like on blood drawn and stuff. And I I wish I would have gone and just done. I mean, this was part of what I had to do for the egg freezing process. Like they wanted like the full like actual blood drawn. But it was it was like 750 bucks for like blood draw and consult. Mine was $1,500 to get the the panel when I did mine in San
1: Francisco. Mm -hmm. Our price point is $159 and they're covered by FSA and HSA. And so it's that's just, amazing. Yeah, step and step in the right d- direction. Um, but yeah, I had the exact same experience and mm-hmm. no idea. I was not told I would be getting that fifteen hundred dollar bill in the mail. And so yep. I think it's just you know how can we make this 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 more accessible? And and one hundred fifty nine was the the starting point for us. It was really you know what's the lowest price that we can can offer? Yeah, we're we're excited.
0: Afton, where can people find you or like find out more about modern fertility? Yeah. So you
1: can head to our website, modernfertility.com. You can follow modern fertility on literally every social media platform. Um yes. I I love our our Instagram uh, account. Uh, you can email the company hi at modernfertility.com. You can email me. It's just Afton at modernfertility.com. I'm Afton Vetri on Instagram. Uh, we just I I love just hearing how folks are are thinking about fertility and their reproductive health. Um, so, so yes, find us, find us anywhere. Um, super appreciative to, to be here and, and have this conversation with, with you.
0: All right, Afton, thank you so, so much. This has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Afton Vetri for taking the time to join me on the WOMED. I love getting to talk about reproductive health because as medical providers, our health is always on the back burner and we need to advocate as much for ourselves as we do for our own patients. Please check out modernfertility.com and at modernfertility on Instagram. There's so much information on there. And if you aren't already, please like, rate, and review the pod on whatever platform you listen to the WOMED. I know it's annoying to hear but it really does help the WOMED and get it and the conversations that we have here exposed to more people. Drop your NDE moments in the reviews or on Instagram at the WOMED. Okay, that's enough jabbering from me. I love y'all so much. Till next week, WOMED out.